He launched his company, his current company, uh, back in Mobile Wallow back in 2013. 2014, raised $4 million in venture capital, did $1 million in revenue. 2015, went up to $4 million in revenue. But this is really just solving a cash flow problem. He was doing this just on media spend. In 2016, they stopped with the media spending, which gave them leverage with big data partners, and started focusing more on a SaaS-based kind of data play, which they did 750 grand in 2016. They're now growing that, and ideally doing in 2017 about $5.1 million in projected revenue. But if we just look at the data stream revenue stream they've growing almost 20x year over year from 12k last june to almost 250 or last may to 172k this may they'll do in june about 250k just on that segment this is the top where i interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. This is episode 766. Coming up tomorrow morning, we learn from Nick Candido. And with 10 million raised, I asked them, will you be the system of record for every chief operating officer? Well, they're well on their way. Tune in to find out how many customers they have. Good morning, everybody. My guest today is Anindya Dada. He's the CEO and chairman of a company called Mobile Walla, a mobile consumer audience platform company. Before uh, this company, before Mobile Walla, he founded a company called Chitney Technologies, where he was backed by Kleiner Perkins and eventually acquired by Cisco Systems. He's been on the faculties of Georgia Tech, the University of Arizona, and the National University of Singapore. He obtained his undergraduate degree many, many years ago and his MS and PhD degrees from the University of Maryland College Park. Anindya, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Okay, very good. So kick us off. Um, tell us what Mobile Walla does and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? So Mobile Walla is a, is a mobile uh, consumer audience platform. Uh, so, you know, if you're familiar with, or for folks that are familiar with digital audiences, you know, things like what Oracle Blue Guy and Data Logics and these companies do. So, Mobile Wallet collects a whole bunch of data on how consumers behave on mobile and then processes the data to produce artifacts that is useful to mobile marketers. In particular, we produce two, we have two products. One is Mobile Audience, which is if you are uh, a large CPG company and you want to market a diaper to, um, you know, expectant mothers in that third trimester. This is Procter & Gamble, right? Like Procter & Gamble with Pampers, you'd come to a mobile wallet and say that, hey, I want to target uh, expectant mothers in that third trimester, so we're going to tell you, hey, these are the mobile IDs of, of such mothers. That's one. And the second product we sell is we collect such large amounts of raw data on, on mobile behavior. You know, large companies like, uh, you know, uh, Axiom and Oracle, they just buy raw mobile data from us. Like, for instance, what locations do I see people at? Uh, what IP addresses do I see people connected to? What telecom carriers are people using for their mobile? Uh, things like that. So let me, uh, so a few questions here. So are people, it sounds like people are paying you kind of pay as you go. They say, we want this kind of data export. You export it. They pay you one time. Then they come back a year later, do it again. Not quite. So for audience, when, when Procter & Gamble or Unilever or Samsung buys audience from us, uh, they say, okay, we want to target mothers or young children or people who use uh, the Galaxy S8 phone 
and they we tell them okay here are 10 million ids you use them and you pay us one time that's one time okay but when people buy raw data from us right so when 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 a large company will come and tell us that we want to know every month uh, all the locations that you see people at we tell them okay well, we're going to give it to you as a subscription sign up for 12 months and pay us $25,000 a month. Okay, and I don't wanna talk about both of these at the same time because they're very different business models, but generally speaking, is there one that's clearly larger for you, the pay-as-you-go versus the SaaS model? Mm -hmm. You know, right now the the SaaS model is larger. Okay. Uh, you know, if you were to take our June revenues, SaaS was 65% uh, uh, audience was 35%. But I expect that even in December this year, audience is going to eclipse SaaS, uh, the SaaS, the SaaS product. And why do you say that? Don't you want to build the recurring stream? We do, uh, Nathan. Great question. You know, we are actually transferring. We're trying to modify our audience pricing also as a recurring stream, right? I see. So right now, companies come and say that we'll we'll buy this audience segment from you and pay you one time, and we're telling them no. I mean, if you're using us a lot. So why don't you pay us 50 grand a month and we'll give you every segment you want and you can use it as many times as you want. So I see. To convert that to SaaS as well. So it's kind of decoupling from the model of saying, hey, we're going to give you 10 million Galaxy Note data points for, I'm making this, what is it, what's that sell for? A hundred grand, a million, something like that? Uh, it, it sells for each time you touch one of the people that we, that we sell you. Yeah, you pay us, you know, a fraction of a cent. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So it's more, it's almost kind of like a model that some of these companies that charge for like per API call. Exactly. 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 I see. I see. Okay. Okay. That helps you understand that side of the equation. Now everyone's wondering, I can feel them through the, through the, mm -hmm. their earbuds going, Nathan, ask them this question. Where do you get this data from? Uh, so we get this data from a whole bunch of sources, Nathan. So we have, um, you know, so 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 we we uh, look at exchange. We look at data coming from the ad ecosystem in mobile. Uh, so, for instance, you know, there are large exchanges uh, that allow us to look at um, bid requests or ad requests that go through their platforms in return for data we provide them. So that's a huge source of our data. So that does, when, just to be clear, that does not add to your kind of, or that doesn't cut into your gross margin. That's not a cost of goods sold for you. You're trading pro bono. You're giving them something, you're getting something. All, all, all barter, all barter, yes. So okay. we give them back valuable information and they in turn let us look at their bitstream to be able to um, create audiences. Number two, you know, as as our audience customers increase, right? So we have DSPs, we have ad networks that are using our data. What we have them do in order to be able to profile their users, we require them to put a little pixel, a little mobile wallet pixel in every ad created the serve, right? So when you are um, uh, consuming New York Times content on your, on your uh, iPad and an ad gets served to you, if that ad has a mobile wallet pixel in it, we get some data back. Hmm. So those are the two major ways. And that, does that include things like location data or like accelerometer data? Like if it, is the phone shaking, are they driving because the speed's fast, stuff like that? Not accelerometer now, Nathan, but it definitely includes location data. Got I mean, it. But you know, but, but even from location, we can judge speed, right? So if I see you, so when you're reading New York Times in yeah. your Uber. Two, two data points over time. That's right. That's yeah. right. Or 10 data points over time. Now, yes. people might be thinking, well, Nathan, that sounds like a great strategy. But of course, Aninda Kimbarter, he's huge. Of course, he has something to give them. But how did he start? How did you get your first data deal when you had nothing to offer? Uh, 
we went and begged, uh, you know, well, I mean, when we had nothing to offer, uh, we went and begged exchanges to say that, look, this is what we can provide you. <laughs> why don't you let us, why don't you let us listen to you? And while we are not at the point where we can give you back good data, we will buy this information from you. Got it. So, right. so you started kind of with just, we'll buy it and eventually drove that cost down by saying, hey, we have enough data now where you should trade us. Absolutely. So if you look at Mobile revenues for his first year and a half, we were like buying media, right? Like and how much? Do you, mind me, do you mind me asking? Uh, how much what? How, how much, much media buy? Yeah. Ah, so, so, you know, 2000, uh, 2014 was our first sort of revenue year, right? Okay. And we did about a million dollars of revenue. Oh, that's right? pretty good. And that's only media buying, okay? In 2015... Wait, and then, yeah, sorry, just to be clear. One million of media buys went through you, or your cut of the revenue from the media buy was one million? Our cut of the revenue from the media buy was one million. Got it. You know, the amount of amount of cost that we paid out was, you know, I, I, I should have looked these numbers up, some fraction of that of that one million, right? Yep. I mean, maybe 60% of that one million. Okay, right? and what was 2015? 2015 was also all media buys, and you know, and, and we were building our data platform. In 2015, we did about uh, $4 million. And just to be clear, you call this your audience platform, right? Yes, we call this our audience platform, but remember in 2014 and 2015, we were get, generating no data revenues at all. Yep. We were simply buying media, uh, in, in, in order to make my investors happy, I just didn't want to be spending money. Yep. So I said, can I, can, I, can I make some revenue out of the media we are buying? Uh, so we, we had some very, very, uh, uh, we went and convinced some people saying that, look, we are building this data platform underneath. We can, we can add a lot of value to this media we are buying. So people bought some media from us. So 2015, you're still pure play. One, one, one play. just yeah. media buying 4 million. And then what happened in 2016? 2016, in June, we stopped media buying almost completely, right? Okay. Now, in 2016, our revenue, but you know, but we bought a lot of media, our media buying was growing. And in 2016, we did something, something very interesting, Nathan, which I don't know how much I can elaborate on. We played a key role in the US presidential election. Okay. Right? And we generated a bunch of revenue out of that. So how, 20, how much? Our 2016 revenues were also $4 million, a little over $4 million, but $750,000 was from data and about 3.25 was from media. Okay, so let me just make, let me just break this down, make sure I get it completely straight. 2014, 1 million in revenue, all media. 2015, 4 million in, in revenue, all media. 2016, you stopped media buying in June. So prior to that June date, you did about 3.25 million in media. And then after June, you focused exclusively on the data side and you generated $750,000 worth of uh, revenue. Correct, but imagine from a from a pure if you if you just look at revenue, there's a huge drop in revenue that we had simply because we we were selling data. You mean you mean going from 2015 to four million to 2016, staying flat? Uh, yes, and also the second half of 2016, we didn't generate any any any. If you look at two halves, right? Yep. So we generated uh, a lot of revenues in the first half of 2016, but in the second half of 2016, our revenues dropped. Yep. What will you do this year? You think total revenue? What's your goal? So we are projecting 5.1 all, all data. Okay. Right? So it's a very significant increase in data revenues. Um, and that, but that's your only revenue stream, right? No media? That is only, 
So I would be lying to you because we have a couple of clients like Dell for which, but like media is like 10 grand a month. So, so that's, it's minimal. That's it's minimal. The 5.1 I told you is all data. Yep. We'll probably generate an additional maybe a half million dollars worth of media. Professional service, it's, media, stuff like that. That's right, that's right. Okay. And now I want to ask more about what role you played in the special, you said the special election or the presidential election? No, no, the presidential election. I mean, can you, I, can you elaborate at all there? All right, I, I cannot give you details because because we are under, but I'll tell you that we, we, we were a very key data arm for one of the major parties. <laughs> I'm not going to get you to tell me which party am I. No, but I'll, I'll tell you some of the interesting stuff we did. For instance, we, um, we created uh, uh, segments of evangelical Christians. Wow. Very hard to do. But based but, off what? But, what does an evangelical Christian's mobile data look like? So it's it's very interesting, Nathan. So I so I don't know if you know this. Christianity has like 290 denominations. I don't, wow. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that either, right? Like 17 of which I believe are evangelical, like the Lutherans and and you know Episcopalians. Are you looking at them like are they at the church on Sunday morning? So 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 the definition we were given was take a swing state like Florida, right? And there are like whatever 1400 evangelical churches so to be an evangelical christian you need to have been observed in an evangelical church at least once a week for the past six months wow that's very cool okay i won't make you tell me what party you worked with but i'll ask a different question were you on the winning side or the losing side because <laughs> maybe maybe your product didn't work and then that's why they lost uh, I will. Well, I, I, I'm very tempted to answer that, but if I do that, I it's will my job it. to tempt you. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but, but I can tell you the client was whether the loss or the one. The client was very happy. That's good. That's very good. Okay. Let's take. Let's. Get, I want to get more of the backstory here. So, 2014 was your first year with revenue. Was that also your first year at all? That's when you launched. Uh, no, you know, we raised our first round of venture. The company really became a real company in 2013 when we raised our, 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 our round of venture funding. How much was that for? Uh, for $4 million. How, And how much have you raised to date? So we have not raised a Series B, but, you know, but, but I have raised a bunch of money from our existing investors, yep. which is lying on the company's books as a loan, but that will convert when we raise another round of funding, which I would think would be later on this year. So just to be clear, you back in 2013, you did a $4 million convertible note? Correct. No, we did a $4 million equity funding. And then you raised right? a note on top of that? And I raised notes on top of that. A convertible yes. note, not, not venture convertible. debt. Convertible notes. Okay, yes. got it. So let me ask you a question. I mean, I imagine as you're trying to, like, you're trying to have to convince investors, hey, listen, we're pivoting from buying media to a data play. You're not going to see triple revenue growth year over year because of that. And they're like breathing down your back going, why are you flat between 2015 and 2016? How do you get them off your back? How do you convince them of the long-term vision at a board meeting? So, you know, so this is a, this is a, this is a fantastic question. This, and this is the main reason why we, I have not raised money yet, right? Because the question comes to every investor will ask, hey, why are you flat, right? And yes, you can sort of, you can sort of try to talk through it. Okay, look at my data revenue, look at the media revenues. But I just felt that, you know, our existing, our current investors are so happy with our growth. 
and, and, and they see. So they have been very supportive and sort of, you know, I went and told them that, look, I want to go raise money when we have had like four or five quarters of data revenues to show growth, right? Yep. And, 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 and they have been quite happy. But now, Nathan, I mean, you're talking about numbers, but think of it like this. Our first month of always on data revenues were in May of 2016. That's when we had like audience revenues, real audience revenues. Yep. We had small SaaS. And we, had, we did $12,000. Great. In the month of June this year, which is 13 months from then, we just hit $250,000 in data revenues. So what is that in terms of year-over-year growth? To 20x growth. 20x growth in, 12 mo- in 13 months. Sorry, 12K to what? 250K. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and so just to be clear, last May, you did 12000 in data revenue. This That's past right. May, you did two hundred and fifty grand. Part, this June, in this oh, current month. This current month in June. We'll do, uh, in May, we did 172000 In Got June, it. we'll be doing 250000 That's great. Okay, so that's where you kind of get, okay, good. So that's an amazing growth rate. You just have to take out the media spend because that kind of, that was a, the media spend was a cash play early on, right? To buy that's you right. Runway and get data relationships. Absolutely. Okay, so take me through some of the other stuff now. So what's, how many customers are paying you for the data? Just the, only talk me, to me about the data play stuff. So uh, that's also an interesting, let, let me put it this way. So on the SaaS side, on the, on the people who have subscription accounts with us, so we have nine customers who have subscription accounts, right? And they pay anywhere between $15,000, uh, $8,500 a month to $41,000 a month. Okay, got it. On the audience side, Nathan, it's, it's pretty interesting, right? So, so our biggest chunk of audience revenues comes from Oracle. Right. Yep. So we are one of the biggest contributors to the Oracle Blue Sky marketplace, which is the largest digital data marketplace in the world. In is Oracle, Oracle included in that nine number, the nine customer number? Uh, yes, Oracle okay. is also a, a SaaS customer, but in audience, you know, we have a separate revenue line from Oracle in audience. And and basically the way what Oracle sends us at the end of every month, and this is true for all our distribution partners is a spreadsheet saying these are the peop- these are the segments that were sold, right? I swear to you, so it's, it's hard for me to tell you who our audience customers are. In the last month, you know, so we, we are doing, you know, 20, 20, you know, in audience, we are doing what? In June, we'll, we'll do very close to $100,000. Okay, June, right? so I can add the audience of 100K plus 250 in data. You're doing about 350 grand a month. No, 150K in, in, in SaaS plus 100K in audience. That's I like see, 250 total. Data. Okay. Okay. So in the 100K in audience, we have over 250 different organizations buying from us. Got it. Okay. But but it's hard to predict because one they'll buy one month and then wait seven months to do it again or... That is correct, but there are there are organizations like you know. So we are a very big WPP partner, right? Got so it. People like people like Unilever, people like Procter and Gamble. You know, so we see month on month buying from them and is going up. But yes, they're definitely you know, small clients that will come buy $20 worth of data one month and we will never see them again. On the also. on the SaaS side of the business, what's your gross churn per month? I mean, I assume it's almost nothing or, or negative net, right? We have only had in our lifetime we had a, we have had two customers who have started and then gone away. Okay, got it. I mean, but you've only just to be clear, you've only really been doing the data kind of SaaS play for a little over twelve months, right? 
our for, uh, yes, and 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 the first five months of that was one that one SaaS customer. Okay. So since we really have clients since September of last year. Okay. And what do you pay to acquire? I mean, those are big customers. I imagine you can spend a lot to acquire one of them. What do you spend on average to acquire a customer? You know, so we should be more. So I can give you a facile answer here, Nathan. I won't. Sure. And 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 and. Uh, I cannot tell you accurately, right? In in in, in terms that that I cannot give you an exact number. I, I can I can give you a sense of. Give me a sense. Uh, yes. Yeah. So so we have two sellers. The company is very small. We have two sellers, one in New York and one in Singapore. Okay. One of our one of our key value propositions, Nathan, is that we are pretty much the only source of mobile audience data outside of the U.S. Okay. Okay. So we have one seller in Singapore, one seller in New York. And I kind of shuttle back, and so I, I, you know, I'm the CEO, but I also sell with them. So that, so in terms of, and we have no marketing, we have no marketing. And how, how? What's your total team size? Thirty-eight. Okay, so three of you are focused on sales. That's right. Okay. Well, I mean, we have some account managers and such, right? That okay. are not actually, you know, that are that are doing sort of farming, but the three of us are focused on sort of actually acquiring new clients. Uh, so you can think of the cost and 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 the average sales cycle for uh, uh, a SaaS client has been about forty five days. Yep. Wow, that's right? pretty fast. I mean, these people are paying you like twenty that's grand really per month on yes. average. Yeah. So imagine in, in in its seven months into the our whole thing, we have like nine. You know, we we have generated eleven clients and we have lost two. Yeah, got it. Okay, and then what about what about? I mean, are you doing things like like paid media spend, like sponsoring conferences, things like that? Zero. Okay, no. So Zero. all the money you've raised and whatever, and all your profits and revenue, you're reinvesting. Really, your biggest expense is people. There's no variable paid marketing spend. There is no variable. There is zero variable paid marketing spend. Okay, we got have it. Not done a, a penny of SEO. We have not. We don't have a even a hired PR firm that is doing anything. So zero spend. Got it. And you know, we have done things like we tweet out and uh, I, I put, put put on LinkedIn and so on and so forth. If you leave that aside, no paid marketing. Got it. And then what is your, where's most of the team based? What location? So the company is headquartered in New York. Okay. Right? So, uh, so, and you know, and, and our US team is split between New York and Atlanta. Mm -hmm. uh, and Atlanta, because I have a longstanding relationship with Atlanta, right? I'm in Georgia Tech. So, so our engineering, our U.S. engineering is based in in Atlanta. So, our U.S. our U.S. team size right now is about ten. Yep. We have a team in Singapore. Our Singapore team size is about twelve, and the rest of the people are based in India, in in Calcutta, India. And in India, we have a very cool team. You know, it, it, most U.S. companies, including my companies. If you say India, they think of engineers, right? Yeah. We have no engineers in India. In India, what we have is what we call our data corpus team. Okay. So, for instance, you know, we do things like um, so a segment that is bought a lot from us are Walmart visitors, right? So, so we we map points of interest. Wait, what do you mean Walmart visitors? People who go to Walmart. They. What do you mean right. they buy from you? I thought companies bought from you. Yes. So companies buy the Walmart visitor segment. Right? Oh, so I we, see. We, we track who goes to Walmart, right? Is Amazon a buyer? You know, Amazon is not a buyer. You know, I, I cannot tell you that, you know, you might find Amazon has bought a segment from Oracle, but Amazon is not a, not a, not a client yet. Right? Got it. So, so, um, so, uh, uh, we have a team that is, let's say, mapping out every point, point of interest in every country where we are. 
you know, they, you know, for instance, one of our biggest selling segments is B2B segments in Oracle, like Fortune 500 companies and who work at Fortune 500 companies. So you can imagine the work involved in figuring out an office, every Boeing office in every part of the US. Yeah. So we, the India team does sort of this whole manual data acquisition work that drives a lot of the, 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 the audience computations we do. Last question before we wrap up, uh, it's election related. Um, can you tell on election day, like, I'm just, I'm curious here. It's like 3 p.m. The polls are going to close in three hours. Can you tell based off your pixel, which, like, let's say I think I'm going to win most evangelical kind of Christian voters. And can I actually see and send a text to people who have not location-wise been to a voting booth to remind them to go vote? I'm, I'm very impressed with you with this question, Nathan. Let me tell you, the biggest amount of money we generated in the election was for uh, what is known as get out the vote, the GOTV part of the election, right? Which is, so what we did for this particular party who spent way less on feet on the street than the other party, we were monitoring every polling booth, every polling location in a certain number of states. And we were telling the ground team who showed up to vote and who hadn't yet. So your data, just to be clear, your data, it is that tight. It is real time. Okay. So in general, our data is not real time, but for the election, it was this real time work. That's impressive. So, so, and, and, and that, that made a very significant difference in a very large state. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This that database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Guys, I get asked all the time, Nathan, you host all these interviews, hundreds of them per month. How do you do them efficiently? And guys, the answer is simple. People always agree to my calendar, back-to-back meetings. I batch my interviews to stay very efficient. And the way that I do it is I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. And the reason I use them is very simple. They keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders about when the interview or the meeting is coming up. And also, they make it very easy to schedule time, right? I don't have to go back and forth via email 10,000 times with people I'm trying to meet with. Okay, at NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. Helps me so much. And by the way, look, I like have so many meetings. I'm the best at meetings. Okay, I do them back to back. Very, very efficient. You guys know me. Many people say I'm the most efficient they've ever seen. Okay, so I use the tool. It's so efficient. And by the way, I got Gavin. I said, Gavin, he's the CEO. I said, I want a great deal for my people. He said, Nathan, well, most people get a 14-day trial. Isn't that great? I said, no. He's giving us a 45-day free trial at NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. That's not going to stay up forever, so go get it now. NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. Very interesting. Okay, let's wrap up uh, in India with the famous five number one. What's your favorite business book? New, new thing. New, new thing? Michael Lewis. What's it called? 
The new, new thing. The new, new thing. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? So I study a lot of CEOs. So I, I, I thought about this question. I'll tell you, one person who's not a CEO in the traditional sense that I am I'm a huge fan of. Have you heard of Jose Mourinho? No. So he's one of he's a legendary football coach. He's now the you know, he used to be the coach of Manchester United. He has been the coach of Real Madrid. And and I'm a huge fan of Jose Mourinho. Hmm. You should look him up. He's, he's he's incredible. He's got a track record of taking teams at their weak points and making them champions. You know, he has a very startup mentality of being very tactical. I mean, yep. he, 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 he advocates being tactical football at the expense of beautiful. So I'm a huge fan of Jose Mourinho. I'm also a big fan of Steve Carr, by the way. Yep. Of, of, you know, so, so. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? Email. Which, what, who do you use, like Gmail? I use, well, I use Outlook and Gmail. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Five and a half. Damn. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kids? Uh, married, uh, one, one daughter. One daughter. Okay. And in India, how old are you? I'm 52. Okay. Last question. Take us back 32 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? <laughs> you know, uh, drink less. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, were you a big drinker? I, 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 you know, I, I went to this, uh, yes, I, I was not the model, uh, uh, young man <laughs> when I was, I, I wish I, you know, the, the only thing about, I wish I had studied harder when I was 20 years old. Yeah. Very good guys. There you have it from Anindya. He would have drank less and studied harder, traded the books for, 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 or traded the beer cans for more books, right? He launched his company, his current company, uh, back in mobile wallow back in 2013, 2014, raised 4 million bucks in venture capital, did 1 million in revenue. 2015 went up to 4 million in revenue, but this is really just solving a cash flow problem. He was doing this just on media spend in 2016. They stopped with the media spending, which gave them leverage with big data partners and started focusing more on a SaaS based kind of data play, which they did 750 grand in 2016. They're now growing that and ideally doing in 2017 about $5.1 million in projected revenue. But if we just look at the data stream, revenue stream, they're growing almost 20x year over year from 12K last June to almost 250 or last May to 172K this May. They'll do in June about 250K just on that segment. A team of 38 based all throughout the world, but headquartered in New York City, again, helping anyone, mainly B2B folks, but sometimes as we discussed in election group, getting accurate data about mobile customers, maybe the biggest, maybe the best. And India, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks a lot, Nathan. If you enjoyed Aninda today, go back and listen to Cameron yesterday. He's a coach and I asked him, Cameron, how can you charge 80 grand per year for one consulting gig? Go listen to find out.